And today is a very special day because we have one of our overseers, Pastor Jason Parks. He is a friend of mine and a pastor at Refuge Church. He's the founding and lead pastor of Refuge Church in the Huntsville, Alabama area. He planted that church several years ago. They bought a strip club and turned it into a church, everybody. They are known for outreach like you wouldn't believe in, in their city and in their community. And so uh, he was supposed to preach last Sunday here at City Hope, but because we came down with COVID, he didn't come and I don't blame him, right? So he is, uh, he is so gracious and recorded a message for us today. It's a right now word on how to make your walls fall. All right. So come on, let's get ready for this. It's going to be an incredible day. Let's lean in and expect God to do something great today. Good morning, City Hope family. It is great to be with you this morning. I want to start by honoring Pastor Ben and Annalise. I love them dearly. And I'm so thankful for the vision that God placed in their heart and how God has used them to reach Texas. I also want to say thank you. I honor each and every one of you. You have invested your time, your talents, and your treasure to reach Texas and the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It has been incredible to watch all God has done through you, and I know that the best is yet to come. I'm so pumped about the word God has given me to share with you, City Hope family, this morning. My heart has been about to explode waiting for this moment. And my prayer is that our time together is a game changer for each and every one of you. I want to start though with Psalm 77:14. It says, "You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nation." Our God is still a God of great wonders, miracles, and power. And today we celebrate Him, and we lean in to His incredible power. Let's pray together before we dig in to God's Word. Jesus, we love You. We honor You, and we adore You. And I thank You, God, that You are a God of power, that You still do miracles today. And Father, I thank You for my City Hope Church family in Texas. God, thank you for what you've done in them. Thank you for what you've done through them. Thank you for Pastor Ben and Pastor Annalise and their team. And God, thank you for what you're going to continue to do. Father, we invite your power and your presence into our homes and into our hearts. And God, we ask you to change us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Today, I want to share with you a message I'm calling How to Make Your Walls Fall. We'll be looking at a story of a man named Joshua and the Battle of Jericho. Joshua was an incredible leader, a warrior, and a military genius. And God placed the call on Joshua's life to take the people of Israel, God's people, into the promised land. God promised Joshua 
His power and His presence. Which thankfully is something that God promises us even today. Before the Israelites even began the journey to Jericho. God shows up in His great power by providing a miracle so that His people could cross the Jordan River on dry land. But now, Joshua and the people of Israel faced their first test, the city of Jericho. You see, ancient Jericho was a heavily fortified city surrounded by huge walls on every side. For all practical purposes, attacking Jericho would be an impossible task. In this story, though, God doesn't allow Joshua and his army to fight in a conventional way. Instead of attacking the city in a traditional sense, God is going to make Jericho's walls fall. See, sometimes in our lives, we come up against walls as well, spiritual walls. And these walls keep us from the abundant life that God has for us. They hold us back from living the courageous life. And these walls can also keep us from spiritual growth, which is an important part of becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. Our feelings can become walls that taint our thinking. Our hurts can become walls that keep us distant from others. Our shame can become walls to hide who we really are. Our sin can become walls that keep us trapped. The beautiful truth, though, is just like Jericho, God can make the walls fall. And that's our focus this morning. I want to teach you how to make the walls fall in your life. And my prayer today is that God would do miracles in our midst. Let's start with Joshua chapter 5, beginning in verse 7. It says, So Joshua circumcised their sons, those who had grown up to take their father's places. For they had not been circumcised on the way to the promised land. Now, I know what you're thinking, Jason. This is a very weird way to start this message. Listen, it is vitally important. Joshua was within two miles of Jericho when God told him to stop and circumcise the warriors. What? Why in the world would he do that? Why would he do that to grown men? Because listen, there was a whole new generation that had come up after the Israelites' captivity in Egypt without participating in the covenant with God. You see, if you're going to see your walls fall, then first you've got to start with you. If you're dealing with an impossible-looking problem, You have to start with you. What I mean is you have to settle any internal issues between you and God. You need to make sure you are clean before Him. Uh, Listen, I want you to ask yourself these important questions this morning. Is there any unconfessed sin in my life? Is there someone in my life that I need to forgive? Is there someone I need to ask... To forgive me? Is there a situation 
where I've harmed someone and I need to make restitution. Has God told me to do something, but I haven't done it? Am I doing the basics? Am I praying? Am I studying God's word? Am I participating in worship? Am I giving? Am I serving? These questions aren't to make you feel guilty. No, asking them will help you assess where you're at in your relationship with God and where you need to start. You see, the Israelites needed to each be personally ready clean and prepared before God if they were going to complete what God had called them to do. Ultimately, courage starts with being willing to lead yourself first and foremost. If you're going to try to tear down the walls in your life, you don't need any distractions. You've got to start with you. As we move into Joshua chapter 6, we see what happens next. The time comes for Joshua and the people of Israel to confront the walls of Jericho. But before they do, Joshua goes to God. In Joshua 6 verses 1 through 5. Now, the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all of its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times with the priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast on the ram's horns, have all the people shout as loud as they can. Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town. Now in this passage, we see the next step in making our walls fall. Not only do we start with ourselves, number two, you have to adjust your thinking. Adjust your thinking. Before the battle even started, God told Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all of its strong warriors. Old Testament scholars call this the prophetic perfect tense. God didn't say, I will give you Jericho. He said, I have given you Jericho. Why? Because God transcends all time. And he acts as if the impossible has already happened. And we need to adjust our thinking to think like God. Let's act as if the impossible has already happened. Let's act as if the walls have already fallen in our life. Let's act as if those prayers have been answered. We also see that God gives Joshua specific instructions about how Jericho would be given to them. Remember, Joshua is a great military mind. And I imagine he had tactical plans ready. 
that he was ready to attack the city. But God said, instead of fighting, you're going to march around the walls once a day for six days, then seven times on the seventh day, and oh yeah, instead of weapons, you're using ram's horn and shouting, what? God, are you kidding me? Listen, God does not always make sense, but God always does make a way. And when we do God's will in God's way, then God gets the glory. Pay attention to your self-talk. The words are the language that you use. What you're allowing to come into your mind. Be willing to get out of your comfort zone and trust God. There have been many times in my life where God didn't make sense in the moment. But looking back, God knew exactly what He was doing. Let's keep going in verse 6. So Joshua called together the priests and said, Take up the ark of the Lord's covenant and assign seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. Then he gave orders to the people, March around the town, and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. After Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. And the Ark of the Lord's Covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priest with the horns and some behind the Ark. And the priests continually blowing the horns. Do not shout. Do not even talk, Joshua commanded. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout. Then shout. So the Ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day. And then everyone returned to spend the night in camp. Joshua got up early the next morning and the priests again carried the ark of the Lord. The seven priests with ram's horns marched in front of the ark of the Lord, blowing their horns. Again, the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns and behind the ark of the Lord. All this time the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, they again marched around the town once and returned to the camp. They followed this pattern for six days. On the seventh day... The Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time, they went around the town seven times. Now, the third thing that you've got to do if you want to see your walls fall is don't get impatient. I can't imagine being Joshua and having to go tell the people that they were going to take Jericho in such an unconventional way. I can hear the murmuring now. Day one may have been exciting, but I'm sure by day six, everyone was wondering what was really going on. Hey, does Joshua even know what he's doing? Heck, Joshua may have been thinking the same thing about God. But one of the keys to breakthrough is to stay focused. Take your time and don't get impatient. Walls don't move easily. And the more impossible the wall, the longer it may take for it to fall. Keep your eyes on God and keep marching. Even if days turn into weeks, turn into months, turn into years, don't give up, don't give in, and don't get impatient. The last verse, verse 20. It's my favorite. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, They shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. Number four, 
if you want to see your walls fall, you've got to practice your praise. Now, I know last week, Pastor Ben taught you about the power of praise and how praise brings joy. But praise has even more power. It has the power to make your walls fall. It was praise that God used to finally bring the walls of Jericho down. And praise can take your walls down as well. Praise says, God, I trust you. Praise says, God, you are bigger than any wall in my life. Praise had power then and it still has power now. Praise brought down Jericho's walls. Praise opened Paul's jail cell. Praise destroyed Jehoshaphat's enemies. Praise puts our focus on God. Praise brings us to a place of humility. Praise leaves no room for negativity. Praise invites God's presence and praise paves the way for miracles. If you're going to see those walls fall, you need to sing. You need to clap. You need to blow that ram's horn. You need to shout before the Lord and give Him all your praise. But in order to praise God, you need to know God. And knowing God starts with knowing Jesus. And you may be watching, you may be listening right now, and there has never been a time in your life where you have placed your faith, you have placed your trust in Jesus Christ. So the Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Can I tell you something this morning? You are an anyone. Some translations say, whosoever. You are a whosoever. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter how much money that you have. It doesn't matter where that you were born. It doesn't matter what level of education you have. It doesn't matter. Listen, Jesus Christ died on a cross for you because He loves you so much. He has a purpose and a plan for your life. He doesn't want you to experience hell. He wants you to have an abundant life on earth and an eternal life in heaven with God but we have to place our trust in Him. Jesus Christ died on a cross. He was a sacrifice. He took our place. He took our sin, our shame, our guilt, our grief on that cross. He spilt His blood so that we would be set free. He gave His life so that we could have life. They put His body in a borrowed tomb, but three days later... He rose again from the grave to prove to everyone that He is exactly who He said He was, Jesus, the Son of God in the flesh. And because He rose from the grave, He can believe His promise that when we place our trust in Him, we can have an abundant life on earth and we can have a home in heaven with God. Maybe you're watching, maybe you're listening, and you need to make that decision today. Listen, it's a decision only you can make. A priest, a pastor, your parents, no one can make it for you. You have to choose Jesus. And if you choose Jesus today, I invite you to pray this prayer with me this morning. God, I've been doing life on my own. I've been doing it my way. God, in fact, I've been trying to be my own boss. I've been trying to be the God of my own life. 
But today I realize that I need a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus Christ. Father, I believe that Jesus died on a cross for me. I believe he spilt his blood so I could be forgiven and set free. And I believe he rose again from the grave so that I could have an abundant life and a home in heaven. God, would you apply what Jesus did on that cross to my life today? I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to change me. I ask you to make me brand new. Jesus, I choose you. You are my Lord. And I want to follow you for the rest of my life. And Jesus, it's in your name I pray. Amen. Now, if that was you, please do not get off this service today without letting someone know. Someone from our team is dropping a link in the comments right now so that you can fill out our digital connect card. You can let us know if you gave your life to Jesus today or maybe you rededicated your life to God today or or maybe you're watching and you know that God wants you to be baptized or maybe you just have a prayer request that you want our team at City Hope Church to pray over. Whatever that is, please fill out that digital connect card. Let us know so that we can reach out and minister to you this week. City Hope Church, I love you so much. I love your pastors. I love your team. And I cannot wait to see what God is going to continue to do as your walls fall and as you help others in your lives find the hope and abundant life that's in Jesus. Can I pray for you this morning? Jesus, we love you. We love you. We love you. We honor you and we adore you, God, again. I thank you for my friends and family at City Hope Church. And Father, in this moment, I pray blessing over them in the name of Jesus. God, I pray if there is one that needs healing, you are the great physician. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would provide healing. God, for those that don't know how they're going to pay their next bill, your word says that you are Jehovah Jireh, the provider. Father God, I pray that you would provide. Uh, Lord, for those who are watching or listening and are dealing with anxiety or depression or fear, Father, in Jesus' name, you are the Prince of Peace. And I pray that you would move an indescribable peace their way. Jesus, we love you, and I thank you for what you've done and what you're going to continue to do at City Hope Church, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. My goodness, what a message from Pastor Jason. Uh, Pastor Jason, we're grateful for you. Thank you for sharing and taking the time to, to deliver that message for us today. We're grateful for that.